Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hello and welcome to Excellence Expected. My name is Mark Asquith. I'd like to spend some time today talking to you about podcasting as a process, but more specifically talking to you about the equipment that you really need to start thinking about if you are looking at putting together a podcast of your own. Now, the reason that I decided to undertake this episode is because the more I speak to people, especially business owners, about Excellence Expected, the more they become interested in podcasting as not only a marketing tool, but just as a fun hobby. You know, you tend to find that business owners and entrepreneurs in particular tend to be a little bit more driven and they actually want to explore certain things. But when they explore them, they expect excellence from those things as well. So they want to do podcasting the best they can possibly do it. And since I had the idea for Excellence Expected just a couple of months ago, back in June this year, I've undertaken a heck of a lot of research, not only into the podcasting setup, but also into naming the podcast, how to brand the podcast, choosing the right environment for me to record in, getting comfortable on a microphone, which <laughs> I think I'm probably still doing, um, how to execute the proper microphone technique and how to work with elocution a little bit better and pronounce things a little bit nicer. And all sorts of different things have cropped up as I've been doing this research. And I found it really, really challenging. You know, how do you choose the length of the podcast? How do you format? How do you set a running order? How do you work with interviewees via Skype? Well, you know, that's a that's a big challenge. How do you go about finalizing the podcast and perfecting the cover art and generating the best output for your mp3 it's a whole it's a whole new ball game for a lot of people and one of the big elements of paralysis that i'm finding people are coming across is actually around the equipment there's no doubt that it really is a minefield podcasting equipment ranges from you know the 10 dollar headsets that you get to work with skype right up to the right up to the huge recording software and the the huge recording mixing desks and the microphones and everything in between so digging in there and finding the right equipment for you can be a real challenge the reasons that people do tend to become sort of stagnated when they've had a good idea so you know if you've had a good idea for a podcast you may find yourself thinking well I don't really know where to start. I'm really struggling just dipping my toe in the water. And the reasons that people struggle with the equipment side of things is that they are sometimes afraid of buying the wrong equipment. I know I was, you know, I, I was getting conflicting advice and opinions from all over the place, from people who were wildly successful, all recommending different bits of equipment. So I was scared of buying the wrong equipment. I was also, I guess I was a little bit scared of spending a lot of money to get the best setup. If you are considering podcasting, there's no real need to spend a fortune. Yes, you've got to purchase at a certain level, but you certainly don't need to spend thousands or even hundreds, to be honest, to get a proper setup. The other thing that really scares quite a few people that I have come across is the fact that they don't really have any sound experience, so they're not editors, they're not into digital audio, they're not audiophiles, they don't really do any of that. And that's a big challenge. 
certainly diving in and trying to edit your own podcast early on can be quite difficult. Finding the way to output the best file can be quite difficult, but we live in the world of the internet and, you know, nothing's too far away. A lot of the other fears that I've come across include things like the fear of being overwhelmed by the entire process. You know, if you're running a busy business and you are considering setting up a podcast, there's no doubt that you're probably thinking, "Mm, do I have time for this? I would love to do it, but wow, where do I fit that time? How can I squeeze this into my busy schedule? Well, do you know what? It's not that bad. And to be honest, you don't even need to be an IT whiz. Anyone who is familiar with sending an email, anyone who is familiar with updating WordPress, perhaps your website runs on WordPress. If so, you can edit a podcast, you can record a podcast, and you can publish to the world with a very, very, very adequate learning curve. You don't have to spend too much time learning. So what I wanted to do is really just talk through my podcast setup and the reason that I chose some of the equipment that I did choose. And I'll tell you a little bit about the background of each piece of equipment and, as as I say, why I did choose that particular item. Um, But what I want to also do is give you guys some takeaway tips, some actionable advice for when you are considering your own podcast setup, things to try, things to consider, and the differing elements that may affect your podcast setup that may be different from my podcast setup or from John Lee Dumas or from Pat Flynn or, you know, some of the other bigger guys out there. So... Let's start with a microphone. I looked at several and I actually started my podcasting life with a Blue Snowball, which is a fantastic condenser microphone recommended to me by my good friend Gary Aylett. And it serves a cracking purpose. You can pick those up for around $70 and by all means, you do not need to spend any more than that to get a really good quality microphone. The Blue Snowball will do a job for you. Now, I must admit, I relatively quickly upgraded that setup to a Rode Procaster. Now, the reason for that is that my podcasting environment is its not the best in terms of sound quality. It's a little echoey. There are things going on in the background, and the condenser microphone, the Blue Snowball, did pick up quite a bit of background noise that I didn't want to be included. So I did a little bit of research and I realized that the upgrade path for a microphone doesn't have to be that expensive. There are options such as the Blue Yeti, which is a very, very solid option. I know a lot of very high quality podcasts are produced using a Blue Yeti. And I also found that there were things like the Heil PR40, which is a a higher class of microphone. And yes, it costs a little bit more, but you can certainly tell within the warmth of the vocals and the fact that the Heil PR40, it just gives you a little bit more of a rounded sound. However, I actually went for a Rode Procaster. Now, the reason for that is that when I went to test the microphones, there was very, very little output difference between the Rode Procaster and the Heil PR40. Not only that, but the Procaster is a dynamic microphone, which means that it doesn't pick up the sound from around the room. It only picks up from within a couple of inch of the front of the microphone. Now, the beauty of that is that for most people who are setting up a new podcast, the recording environment most certainly isn't going to be perfect. So a dynamic microphone like the Procaster is is a very, very solid choice. And you can tell just from listening to this that it's quite a warm sound. It's 
it's quite a rounded sound and it's quite a vivid sound you know you get the brightness without the edge so the Rode Procaster is my choice and it's a fantastic microphone now the other very interesting thing with the Procaster is that if you dig around especially on Amazon you can find some seriously good packages so I was fortunate enough to buy a Rode Procaster with a PSA1 boom arm a WS2 windshield and a shock mount to absorb the shock if I was to, say, bang my chair into the table. I got that all within one package, and it didn't cost that much. I think it cost a couple of a hundred dollars, and it's the best investment, the best single investment that I've made throughout the podcasting that I've done. Very, very solid choice. So the Rode Procaster, I will put links to these within the show notes, so by all means, take a look over there. I also bought, uh, through some research, I decided to buy some peripheral equipment to help the Rode Procaster out. So first of all, I bought a very solid set of cables, which are Van Damme cables, which is seen as the industry standard to a degree. Certainly, when I was playing guitar and I was I was in my band days, we always used Van Damme cables, so they're always a solid bet. But I was also highly recommend a FET head. Now, what a FET head does is it provides the Procaster with an extra punch of gain. It gives it a little bit more power. And the reason for that is that the Procaster itself is not that gainful. It does need a little bit of a boost. And the FET head plugs directly into a desk or into an alternative phantom power source like a Zoom H4M recorder. And it gives the Procaster just that extra bit of power that you do need to get a decent volume level. So a FET head. The next thing I decided upon, and this was a real tough call, was whether or not to get a mixing desk. Now, if you are considering setting up a podcast, I wouldn't actually say that you need to dive straight in and grab a mixing desk. The reason for that is that the Rode Procaster has a sibling, which is called the Rode Podcaster. Now, the Podcaster is a USB microphone, and what that means is that you you basically plug directly from the microphone into the back of your computer, and that acts as your input with no interface between the microphone and the computer. Highly recommended, and actually the Blue Snowball that I did use to use uses that setup with no issue whatsoever. However, if you are considering live mixing in the future, or if you are considering... I would say perhaps future-proofing the podcast. So if you want to have live interviews in person in your studio, then grabbing hold of a mixing desk is probably a very good decision at this stage. The reason that I say it's such a good decision at this stage is because you get used to the equipment. You're not finding yourselves in six months or 12 months or even three months thinking, ah, I need to upgrade I'm starting to diversify a little. My podcast becoming more than I expected it to be. I do need to start looking at more equipment. So if you're starting to look at a Procaster versus a Podcaster and you do have a little bit of extra money to spend, you could probably spend $150, perhaps even less than that, on a very good quality mixing desk. Now, the mixing desk that I went for is the Behringer Xenix 1204 USB mixing desk, which acts as an audio interface between the microphone and the computer and gives you full control over everything. So you can actually do a little bit of live mixing. I could pull 
the volume of my voice down or I could play some jingles into the mixing desk on another channel and feed it straight into the computer software. So if you are considering becoming very serious relatively quickly with your podcasts, a mixing desk may be a good choice. But as I say, I didn't find that essential. I also recommend buying a very, very good quality set of headphones. Now, headphones are pretty subjective. And the thing that I really struggled with, and I know a lot of guys out there who I talk to really struggle with, is the fact that normally we're used to listening to music through headphones. So we kind of want to test these headphones with our favorite music. And that's perhaps not the best way to go about it. So what I would recommend is heading down to your local audiovisual store, grabbing a few sets of headphones over the ear, closed headphones, and trying them out on a podcast. Listen to Excellence Expected, or Entrepreneur on Fire, or Smart Passive Income, or The Tim Ferriss Show, whichever one of those podcasts, or any podcast you enjoy, pop that into your headphones and just see which gives you the most neutral sound. I actually went for the Sony MDR7506, The reason being, they've been the industry standard for a long, long time, probably longer than I've actually been around. So always a good pedigree, and actually they're very, very cost-effective. I got mine for $80, which equated to around, I think, £55, £56 in the UK. Such a good deal. Sony MDR7506. The other things that you are going to need are things like website hosting and a choice on the actual type of website that you go for. Now, I'm not going to talk about those today because that's a conversation for another episode. And actually, those requirements do largely depend on your goal and what you already have and what you intend to do with a podcast. But there are a couple of tools that I would highly recommend that aren't actually hardware. First of all, I would highly recommend Ecamm Call Recorder for Skype. For those of you that have listened to many of the interviews on Excellence Expected so far, I would say that 75, if not 80% of those interviews have been conducted via Skype. Now, of course, some of the sound quality does highly depend on what the person on the other side of Skype is using to speak into the software. But Call Recorder takes away all of the hassle of recording from Skype. It allows you to record both sides of the conversation and manipulate that audio very quickly, very easily, within your editing package. Speaking of which, I then take everything that's been recorded, either directly or from Ecamm Call Recorder for Skype, and I drop that into Adobe Audition. Now, Adobe Audition is a paid piece of software that you can get with the Adobe Creative Cloud Suite, which is relatively low priced. I believe you can grab Audition for around $15 per month. And the reason that I chose Audition is because it feels a little bit more robust. You have a little bit more control. Now, for a podcast, I didn't find the learning curve too bad. It's not it's not too difficult to pick up just enough. And certainly with some research, you can figure out, all right, I probably need to export all my files as mono MP3s at perhaps 96 kbps. And that gives me a manageable file size. But the actual editing of the podcast itself is not too difficult. Once you have perhaps gone through lynda.com's tutorials or you've surfed YouTube for a while or you've even gone through some text posts on blogs, Audition becomes relatively easy. 
Of course, we don't become experts in audition or any kind of editing software, but we know just enough. It's just in time learning. And it gets us through. It gives us a high quality output without a huge learning curve. So Adobe, Adobe Audition, excuse me, Adobe Audition, fantastic editor, really, really simple to use. Now that's some of the equipment that I use and that's my main podcasting rig. That's how I'm recording this podcast right now. And I would highly recommend that you take a look at some of the equipment that I did recommend, but by all means, research these further. There are alternatives to the Rode Procaster. There are alternatives to the Behringer Xenix 1204 USB mixing desk. There are alternatives to the Sony MDR7506 headphones. But ultimately, it's about finding what you are most comfortable with and finding the equipment that gives you the best value for your investment. And as I say, don't don't be like I was for a couple of months and be scared of making the decision. If you plan the research and if you carry out the research and you're confident that you've made the right decision for you, then go ahead, grab what you need. And the important thing is just to get moving, is just to get the podcast out there. So as I say, check out some of that hardware. Let me know what you guys decide upon. If you do have any other opinions, by all means, pop it in the comments. I'd I'd love to hear from you and love to chat about your decisions and why you chose what you chose. And I'd like to leave you with my three ways to avoid investing in the wrong podcasting equipment for your new show. So number one, try to test at least the microphone and the headphones in a local audio visual store. The reasoning behind this is simple. All voices are different and all voices will suit different microphones much differently. Likewise, all headphones are different and whilst this has to be I guess less subjective. You know, there are certain neutralities to audio that you can pick out from different types of headphones. You do have to also consider comfort, the type of the cord, the way that you will be sitting with these on for quite a while as you record and edit your podcast. So trying out the headphones is imperative. And whilst you're in that, as I say, you should really try out a microphone. If you get to try no more equipment, try the microphone and try the headphones. Tip number two, choose the software that balances the learning curve with the quality of the output. Remember, the important thing is to get recording and releasing it quickly to a high standard without spending forever learning. Adobe Audition is fantastic for that, but there are alternatives. I highly recommend GarageBand for Mac, though you will come across certain limitations. It's a cracking It's a cracking piece of software just to get up and running. And actually, if you do have a Mac already, chances are you have GarageBand installed already. I can also recommend, though not through personal use, Audacity. It's a wildly, wildly popular audio editor and it is free. So Audacity, give that a look. And if it suits your needs and you feel as if you can get up to date with it quickly, dive in and take a look. So as I say, tip two, Choose the software that balances the learning curve with the quality of the output. And finally, tip number three is don't rush it. Research once and invest once. Now, I realise that probably sounds a little contradictory to my ethos of get up and running quickly, get something out there quickly. That's not to say that you need to rush. 
A quality day spent researching the equipment that suits you, that suits your room, that suits how often you'll be podcasting, the value for money that you need to find and you need to balance. That is time well spent. And as I say, not rushing it means that you can consider everyone's opinion. You can take into account your surroundings, your needs, your own personal wants, your own personal long-term goals, and you can make decisions based on what you feel is right for you. But don't hold back. Once you've done your research and you feel comfortable that you haven't rushed things, but you are fully aware of what you need, go ahead and get it. Jump in, buy the equipment, set it up and start producing. So tip three, don't rush it. Research and invest only once. Okay, just to give you those tips in a list format then. Tip number one, try to test at least the microphone and the headphones in a local audiovisual store. Tip number two, choose the software that balances the learning curve with the quality of the output. And number three, don't rush it. Research once and invest once. The key takeaway from all of this, over and above those three tips, is really to be confident in what you're doing and to get up and running quickly in a manner that fills you with confidence. Make sure that you know how to work the equipment. Make sure that you know if you're recording, you need to make some subtle tweaks, where to tweak, what to tweak, and when to tweak it. But as I say, importantly, get up and running and start producing because once you're in it, you'll love it. I'm going to put a pin in that right there and thank you guys once again for joining me for Excellence Expected. Don't forget you can head on over to excellence-expected to check out more of the latest shows from the podcast. Not only that, you can head on over to the website to pick up your free ebook, which is a template, a blueprint and a workbook for creating at least one more hour for you to enjoy the things that you want to enjoy every single day. If you do enjoy the show, I'd love you to join us on iTunes or Stitcher and subscribe using one of those channels. And if you do fancy getting involved, please, please, please leave us a review on one of those channels. Remember, guys, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. My name is Mark Asquith. I'll catch you next time.